0: Welcome to Co-op Mode, round sixty. This is the official video game podcast of Secret Friends Unite. I'm your host, Todd Oxtra, joined by the Canerdian, Mark Carabin. Hello. My goodness. We've got a special guest today, a fellow Canerdian. I don't know, there, I don't know if there can be more than one, but I guess we're <laughs> yeah, gonna so. we're gonna see if that works. Um, Omar Williams. Yes. Omar. Welcome Hello,
1: and everybody. join us. Thank you. Think you. I think I'll co-opt the Canardian name for uh, for the rest of the day at least. But yeah, <laughs> thank you, thank you for having me. It's, it's this is an honor to be here. Just talk about some video games. we having we were talking before. It was really fun. Even <laughs> a little bit. I, I knew Mark already. Todd we just met, but even in that little brief conversation we had, I can already tell we're going to
0: have a great time today. <laughs> Absolutely. That's what we're excited about. And, and Mark, uh, tell us a little bit of how you know Omar. Yeah, so Omar and I, uh, we we talked
2: about this a couple of weeks ago, and Omar and I did did some color commentary and play-by-play action on a Rocket League tournament with uh, Alpha Experience Atlantic. Uh, new esports company starting out here in, uh, in Atlanta, Canada, right in the name there. But uh, yeah, Omar and I kind of met through that and uh, have a mutual friend in my cousin Cole. So we kind of <laughs> yeah. had a connection there and uh, Omar does some smash tournaments. I'm sure yeah. he'll tell us all about that uh, a yeah. little bit if you want. Uh, yeah, actually uh, take it away if you want to introduce yourself a bit more than
1: uh, than that. So yeah, for those who don't know me, I am an FGC and Smash commentator, and I host various esports events. Um, I've done events for, I've hosted and done commentary for events for NBA 2K, Mortal Kombat, um, Street Fighter V, Dragon Ball Fighters, a lot of stuff. But Smash is like my number one thing. I've done events at the local level, national level, and international level. You know, been able to you know broadcast some of the you know best talent in the world for that game. I've got to meet a lot of people through that game as well, and I've been in that community for jeez, like ten years now. I'm I'm old <laughs> for like for like ten years now. Ever since I was in high school, I've been competing and stuff. Um, and I competed for about eight years up until 2018, where I kind of just decided I'm going retwi- to retire and just focus fully on like the broadcasting side of it. Um, and yeah, it's been quite an experience i've gotten a lot of opportunities because of that um got to meet a lot of great people and other than smash i actually stream as well and i actually recently signed a deal with elgato um the people who make you know the capture cards and you uh-huh. know microphones and everything like that and the green screen and so i stream for them now so
0: that's it's been a very eventful, eventful congrats yeah, yeah i beginning. saw that on Thank twitter you. that's awesome
3: Oh, yeah, that's
0: that's really cool. phenomenal. Uh, Mark, uh, we've been talking about you getting a new microphone. So <laughs> I was just going to say, man,
2: I, I've been looking at the Elgato mics. and hope, hope uh, my, my, my
0: mic keeps popping
2: and making weird noises. i I, I got to get a new one, so if you can recommend the Elgato. <laughs> Uh, I'm
0: listening. I'm listening. Yeah,
1: the Wave 3 this mic here fantastic. I I'll, I'll talk to my people. Talk All to
0: right. <laughs> Elgato, They're a hell of a company. Mark, I could not recommend them even higher and and, and they are uh, smart. The capture card that I for, always
2: uh, use for streaming, for game capture, any of my video reviews and stuff that's all through Elgato. I, I I love their capture stuff, but I've never used the uh the mics and stuff, but uh yeah, just, hey, you sound good on the mic. So maybe <laughs> <thank> I'll uh, <laughs> maybe I'll start looking in.
1: Thank you. Thank you. It's, it is a really good mic. They're a really good company. <laughs> (laughs) To to be with, so I'm really proud of that. It's awesome, congrats! Thank you.
0: Well, Omar, uh, we know a little bit about you, but we're going to find out a little bit more and really about your gaming origin. So, how did you become the gamer you are today? So, I'm 27 years
1: old, my first console was a Super Nintendo, and I remember the very first game I played was uh, a game called Mickey Mania, it's very like stupidly hard platformer on um, the Super Nintendo. And to this day, I actually can't beat the second level of it. (laughs) When I was a kid, I couldn't. And now as an adult, I can't. Um, But either way, it started from there. Um, I grew up basically with Nintendo stuff. I had, with the exception of the GameCube, I had basically every Nintendo thing. I just played. There was never been a point in my time that I can remember where I haven't played video games. They've grown up with me. It's a part of my soul. It's basically a part of my soul at this point. Um, And just eventually I was able to turn it into like kind of a job and from a hobby into a bit of a job um I could make a bit of money off of it so that's that's also really cool but I've again I've been playing games since I crawled out of the womb and I could f- process what a video game was I've been playing video games though so. so what is your
0: favorite fighting game
3: Ooh.
1: so okay I'm gonna I'm gonna ignore smash because that smash is like special to me so I'm gonna throw that out but my favorite fighting game is probably Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3. Nice. That game is just like the most beautiful mess of just confusion and mm-hmm. nonsense that I have ever witnessed. And because of all the craziness and nonsense and stupidity that is in that game, it just makes something that is so chaotically beautiful <laughs> that I could watch that game. I've been watching that game for like ten years. and I could watch it for another twenty. Like that's probably number one. Like my number one favorite.
2: Nice. Nice. So you said you skipped GameCube. Any hmm. particular reason for that, or just needed a Nintendo break, you could move to PlayStation, something else, or what was what
1: was going on there? So my parents were very anti-video game.
3: Even okay.
1: They, 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 they yeah. bought me um, a couple of consoles. Like, I have a brother and sister. They brought us, you know, some of the consoles. So we had Super Nintendo, an N64, a PlayStation 1, and a Dreamcast. We had that kind of wow. area um but after that the whole ps2 xbox gamecube era um they were just like you're not you're not getting any more video games they got us some of the handheld stuff like i had the Game Boy advance and a um a ds and everything but the actual big consoles they just said you're not getting any more you have your n64 go play with that so <laughs> i basically was playing ps1 and n64 up until like 2006 oh wow yeah until i got until they got us an xbox 360 and yeah it just kind of grew from there and eventually i was able to buy my own consoles and buy my own games so it just kind of grew from there but that's why i skipped the gamecube wasn't my choice (laughs)
2: we've we've all had that experience of you know you you have a nintendo ds at home and the nintendo ds at home is a game boy color and it's like for (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there we go.
3: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, we, we've
2: all been we've all been there. We've all had that uh, that experience, and that's I think, kind of shapes us now. It's like, no, I'm not missing out on this. I need no. all of the consoles because I yes. missed one when I was a child. We've
0: yeah, yes, uh, been there, been there. Uh, have the t-shirt. Well. <laughs> Well, Mario, it's a good thing that Nintendo allows you to play all of your GameCube games on all oh. your modern Switch systems. <laughs> I know it's great, isn't it? Oh, isn't it? You've got like one. Nintendo's <laughs> Mario Sunshine. Enjoy Nintendo's that backwards
1: experience. compatibility is so great, guys. Oh my oh. God, thanks. <laughs> but in all seriousness, yeah, it it's unfortunate because there are a lot of GameCube games that I had just straight up missed that I would love to go back and play, and you you can emulate them, but if I could buy them, I would just do that. But they don't give us the chance to, so good old Nintendo.
0: <laughs> yeah. Ni- our ninfrendo Nintendo, yes. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> well, awesome. Well, we're excited to actually, instead of talking about the past, we're talking about the present. And the present that gaming is and what we've been playing. So Omar, Omar uh, kick us off.
1: So, wait, what are we talking about right now? I forget what we've been playing more. recently. Oh, shoot, I've been playing a lot of Monster Hunter Rise. Like, Ooh. an ungodly, unhealthy amount to the point where I've been having dreams about it. <laughs> um, oh, I wow. think I've clocked, like, in this week, like... Maybe not this week, it's only Monday. But last week, in, like, four days, it was, like, 25 hours of gameplay in, like, four days. Like, it's, it was bad. That's it was a job. Bad. Yeah, basically. Um, <laughs> so I've been playing that nonstop. Um, I've been playing some Outriders when it works. <laughs> um, <laughs> when it works. And there's a JRPG on the Switch called Bravely Default 2, which I've been playing a ton of as well. Um, I, I liked the previous games in that series, and it's basically been those three nonstop for the last like couple weeks. Excellent.
0: The lack of um, non Nintendo games is very disturbing. Omar, I am <laughs> Mark will tell you I'm, I'm not the biggest Nintendo fan, but uh, I love. It. <laughs> it's it's funny because uh monster and rise my son and my son's 15 mm-hmm. um and he is a much better gamer than i d- was and we were both talking well do we want to try it we like well there's a demo you can play monster and rise I, i've not really been into monster hunter before and i watched a little gameplay video i'm like i don't even know what's going on he's like dad that menu system is like unintelligible it is. and it, it looks like an mmo where they're just pounding on this 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 <laughs> enemy over and over again and it's like Wow, I don't even know what to think. So I'm like, "Uh, eh, it's not for us." So, but but on the other end, my son is like Outriders and maniac. He's telling yeah. me how he's got all these purple weapons, purple armor. I'm like, I'm not even close. So,
2: um, yeah. It's kind of I, I have, have Outriders downloaded, but I haven't I haven't started it
1: yet. Should should I jump in? It's a very good game. Yes. Um it's just it crashes. I don't know what console you're playing. I'm playing on PS5, but like it crashes. X a lot
0: <laughs> on oh, really? ps5
1: okay. um, oh, really? a lot of yeah a lot of stuttering stuff um disconnects a, it is relatively buggy I don't know what it's like on the other platforms but on yeah it's on ps5 it's kind of a busted game in my opinion that's why I haven't been playing it as much as I you know probably should be waiting for some patches.
0: Fair. Yeah, I played a little bit. I've gotten kicked out on the Xbox Series S. Um, my son has issues with that, too. They had a bug on cross, like crossplay still does not work very well. Um, and there's no cross save, I believe. So yeah. it's a little bit of a mixed bag. And it's one of those things where it's going to get better, and it's not going away anytime. So it's one of those things where your better experience is probably going to be waiting another two weeks or so.
1: Yeah, or
2: maybe a couple uh, months. I'm, I'm
0: patient. I can wait. Yeah, but do your like, homework. Uh, pick your pick your class or whatever they call. Yeah, them.
2: I have been looking up a bit more on the classes, mm-hmm. so I'm I'm. That's it. I'm ready to dive in eventually, but like, yeah, I keep ke- hearing like maybe wait or maybe not. And Then I, you know, been busy with some other stuff, so yeah. I haven't had the chance. But uh, eventually, I will get to it.
1: I'd give it a month or two, but like, yeah, it, it is a very good game when it works. It just doesn't work often. <laughs> uh, what class did you pick, Omar? I picked Trickster. Okay, I picked Trickster. So, because you can just teleport around the battlefield all willy nilly, and you never actually get shot because they don't even know where they
0: don't even know where they're supposed to be shooting at. It's really fun. That's really fun. All which right. one did you I, pick? I picked Pyromancer, which is. A mixed bag, but I do like some of the abilities like to pull out, like you attack and you pull out, uh, like health, which is very cool. I like. Yeah. Um, and Mark, one of the best things is the fact that they allow you to change the difficulty on the fly. Yes. It's called World Tier, which is nice, which you can, but the 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 rewards are lowered. But my son was even telling me, he's like, Yeah, I went from like weird World Tier 6 to 5, and the enemy's health decreased by 50%. I'm like, That just doesn't tier right. Yeah. It seems like it should be more. Uh, decremental or incremental Mm. so yeah it's a weird thing
1: yeah Hmm. the math is a little weird there but that that is a really cool feature that it changes the difficulty on the fly like that's that's really cool feature
0: Very cool cool. anything else
1: um those yeah those are those three games are the only ones i've really been playing like there's a couple other things sprinkled in um like i i I visit battlefront 2 every every now and then well um uh i've been playing some marvel vs capcom infinite because every once in a while because that's like my fighting game itch right now. Um, jumping a little bit back into Street Fighter. Took a long break from that game. Because the uh, online is really bad. So I took a long break from that game. But for the most part, it's basically just Monster Hunter,
0: Outriders, and like Bravely Default I've been sticking to. Nice, nice. Well, Mark, you've been playing some games I don't even want to guess. I know a couple of them.
3: <laughs> yes.
2: Yeah. So most of the stuff that I'm going to talk about today, we were lucky enough to get some codes sent to us. So the first okay. one I'm going to talk about is uh, stitchy in Tukey trouble. Uh, Game drive sent this. It is out now. Uh, came out a couple of days ago. I think um, it's, it's usually like 13 bucks Canadian. I think it's on sale right now for like a little under 10. So a little savings. This game is is good. I'm not gonna say it's great. It's uh, it's kind of trying to be, or or it, it reminds me visually of uh, like Donkey Kong Country Return, something like that, okay. with like the little tiki guys kind of uh, taking over, and you play as a scarecrow that's brought to life, and you have to go and collect the corn and all that kind of stuff that they stole. It's a very Donkey Kong esque. You're not yeah. collecting bananas. You're collecting this. Um, and it looks really nice. It's it's very smooth. There's a lot going on, a lot of humor and stuff in the stages, uh, but it, it kind of starts to fall apart a little gameplay-wise. So um, there's there's nothing particularly wrong with the game. It's just not super polished as it could be and it's a little simplistic so i think yeah. this is a great game for kids if it's like you know you have a kid that you're trying to teach them how to do platformers and that kind of stuff when you die you start again pretty quickly um it's it's not super punishing you kind of you know there's a few tasks like to find a couple of hidden things in the stages but they're not super well hidden uh, but some of the stuff that bugs me like all right, I'm going to ask you guys this, actually, first off, and just see if, if your brain works the same as mine. So if there are three breakable crates and they're stacked, uh, you know, there's two on the bottom and one stacked on the top, what happens when you ground pound on the top crate?
3: and hold break.
2: It, they all break, right?
3: Yeah. hmm
2: Yeah. Yeah, no. No, oh, not now. in this one. You have to break the top one, and then even if you ground pound on the center of the bottom two that are next to one another, what should happen? both go they both break right nope uh one at a time (laughs) each individual stupid little crate it's it doesn't sound too bad probably but when you're playing like while you're playing it sometimes there'll be crates and it'll be two or three stacked on top of each other And then a platform that you also have to break through. So instead of like holding a ground pound and just like satisfyingly going through all of them, you have to ground pound once, ground pound twice, ground pound a third time, ground pound a fourth time to break through the thing, and you break down to the lower level and you keep on going with the stage. So it's it's fine. It's like I said, for 10 bucks, (laughs) if you have a cane or something, like for me, I'm used to the challenge and difficulty of something like Donkey Kong Country Returns um i'm looking for a little bit more of my games but for this one you know if if finn was old enough like you know a couple years older that he was just getting into games i'd probably hand him this one and be like here have fun it's 10 bucks and you know let's learn how to platform yeah uh so it's it's fine for that kind of stuff um like i said Lot going on visually. It's it's a very cute kind of game, but uh, that's that's kind of it for that one. But thank you to Game Drive for sending us that one. Uh, it is like I said on Switch right now, and uh, if you have some younger kids or you just like a kind of simple mindless platformer, not too bad. But uh, yeah, don't expect it to. Live up to the visual comparison of Donkey Kong Country, uh, more and, and any more than, than just yeah. the visual style of it because not uh, too many things can live up to that though. So no, exactly yeah. right. So maybe so, it was an unfair comparison. Yeah, but I mean, they kind of brought that on themselves where you're you're fighting tiki men and trying yeah. to get your your uh, corn back instead of bananas. So, yeah. um, they they went after that comparison. So I'm gonna throw <laughs> throw it right back. Hey, at fair them. enough. Um, the next one complete opposite fantastic game, but also kind of hard to recommend in a certain way. Uh, this is Shantae, the original game boy cool. color game, uh, limited run games did this one. I just got the code from it, uh, for way forward. So thanks to those guys. They're always amazing at, with, uh, with their support, uh, including like some stuff for, uh, for the stream we did for Bobby a few months ago. And they're always great sending codes. um, anyone that listens to this show or listen to my stuff. No, I love the Shantae series. I loved this game back in the day. This particular version comes with the game boy color and the enhanced game boy Advance versions and, uh, some cool kind of like concept art and stuff to see. Cause when you play this game and this is where it becomes hard to recommend, uh, unless you really love this series, uh, it's, it's tough to recommend it compared to the newer games. it's, yeah. It feels a lot, especially if you're playing the Game Boy Color version, feels a lot like going back to an NES game. If you're the type of person that enjoys and appreciates that to see where games have come from, to see you know, how series started and that kind of thing, if you like going on Nintendo Switch Online and playing the NES Classics, this is a great recommendation. Go pick this up. Uh, it is launching April. 20 seconds i think it's going to be out todd or maybe the day this goes live i think this
0: uh yeah right on yeah
2: okay perfect so by the time you're listening to this the game should be available for purchase it's only 10 bucks and i think that's the canadian price i might be wrong but i mean it's it's great so if you if you love this series this is a great way to find out how it started but if you've been used to the hand-drawn new mechanics this one feels a little stiff the movement's a little slow at times Um, obviously the visuals like I said it takes a bit of a hit it's Game Boy Color it looks like an NES game that's whatever Um, but man yeah I loved going back and playing this it brought me right back but also reminded me like oh man games just like (laughs) straight up like I'm used to the big hand drawn 4k awesome animated style of like the newer Shantae games and it's like Ooh, this is hard to go back to yeah. <laughs> even yeah, for, the game boy advanced version i put a little time into that one too but i mostly played the game boy color uh since i got this code
1: but uh it's
2: yeah it can be tough
1: you ever go back to a game you played as a kid and you're like i swear to god this looked so much better before oh my i, I went yes. back to play like runescape like a couple weeks ago and i'm like this looks terrible Yes. Oh, this is horrible. Yes. How did I play this crap for, like, five, yeah. six years when I was a kid? <laughs> it's terrible. It's the worst game I've ever played in my life.
2: And, but, um, yeah. See, this game's not, like, they do some cool things with the visuals. Like, there's a cool thing when you're, when you're going around to select, like, where you're going to. You go into the dock or you go into the save room, that kind of stuff. There's this, like, cool like over the shoulder third person view. And then Shantae kind of goes off into the distance. And it's a really cool animation for such a limited hardware. Um, it's just, like I said, when you're used to the absolutely beautiful hand drawn 4k graphics and super smooth animation of the newer Shantae games, this one's a little tough, but it, like I said, it's, it's cool to see where the series came from. So if you're a fan, check it out, even if you can't get the, uh, the full like, limited run games collectible, you can download this version now. So, it's kind of cool. Um, nice. Yeah. And the last one uh, I got from Flynn's Arcade. This one's called What Comes After. It is a... I'm going to say it's just kind of like a walking simulator, talking to people kind of game. Um, really kind of different. Really different pace uh, from what I'm usually used to. Uh, but... This one straight up made me cry. I'm man enough Aww. to say that uh, you uh, you go and it might just be you know like recent events and stuff but um, it's you you're a girl that ends up on a train uh, and you wake up and you're on a train of the dead it's ferrying people it's it's not you're ferrying people to what comes next
3: okay or
2: what comes yeah, after.
3: Sure.
2: Uh, and basically you can go back to your car. And I think I'm, I'm guessing that would end, get, end the game, but I, I didn't do that right away uh, to see how, how, cause they say, or go talk to people. So you just, you talk to everyone and, uh, and find their stories. And some people are super grumpy. Some people can't believe they've passed and other people are very content with it. And they're trying to teach you something. And uh, it, it deals with, um, some dark thoughts and some suicidal topics of saying, like, I've kind of wished for this. Uh, maybe it's good that I'm on this train and then you find out that you're not supposed to be on the train. So, um, you, you find people that have passed and talk about why life's worth living or maybe why it's not. And it's very real and very sad and very, um, I wasn't prepared to see young people on that train, or animals <laughs>
3: that broke
2: <me laughs> real yeah. real hard um so if, if you're a fan of Futurama um you might know the episode that I'm talking about mm-hmm. when it reminded me of that uh this this game was yeah if, if you want something if that sounds appealing to you you want some real seriousness this this was good it's short short but sweet uh take my definition as sweet with a grain of salt but it, it, <laughs> is, <laughs> it is it is it is it's strangely uplifting. Um, but yeah, made me happy and sad cry. Uh, and it's only, it's nine bucks Canadian. It's on switch right now. Check it out. What comes after? Uh, and then I'll, I'll end on a happy note. I've been playing, uh, <laughs> Pokemon alpha Sapphire. Good. Uh, we I was about to, to
1: cry. Before. I was about to cry, man.
2: Yep. There Aww. Were, uh, before we,
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh, Pokemon alpha Sapphire. Just, I, I was talking to oddly enough, uh, a tattoo artist. Um, about some some stuff that she's been designing just say like saying i'm a, I'm a big fan i entered a like a, a raffle contest and we were chatting a bit on uh, on instagram and and i was like i love your pokemon designs and we talked about pokemon for a bit and she said her first one was uh pokemon sapphire the original like 2002 mm-hmm. i was like i haven't played that game since probably like since it came out on the the game boy advance i was like they did a remake of that one right Yep. I was like, somehow I missed the remake. She was like, yeah, Pokemon, like alpha Sapphire and Omega Ruby. And I was like, I completely missed those. I'm going to have to go. So I, I downloaded it that night and I've been playing since. And it's, uh, it's been really cool. But the even cooler part is that my wife watched me play for a bit. And she said, I'd like to try a Pokemon game. Cause the only one she's, her only experience has been Pokemon go and Pokemon. Let's go. Evie. None of those count. <laughs> they, they don't count for like a really <laughs> old Pokemon experience. Right. So, I just bought her. I was like, if you want to play a Pokemon game, no, like, no question. I will straight up just buy you a game, just play it, and just enjoy it. Um, so I just bought her Pokemon Sword. Uh, I've I've gone through all the DLC and everything yeah, on Pokemon same. Shield. So, like, I'm ready to just, yeah. like, you know, kind of give her some Pokemon that, uh, that she might need and whatever. But she's been hooked. It's awesome. Yeah. She oh, was nice. just playing it, like, straight up until, like, I think she just went... Upstairs to keep playing.
3: <laughs> like, oh my goodness!
2: <laughs> like the second Finn went to sleep, she was just like, "Yeah, it's Pokemon time." I was like, "Holy shit!" Like, I had to take what comes after off of the TV and play in handheld. So I'm like sitting there, and she's like, "I just got a diglet and I'm like, "I oh, he- <laughs> dog." Uh, so she. Um, <laughs> anyway, so my house has been fun tonight, but uh, yeah, Pokemon Alpha Sapphire, great throwback on the 3ds.
1: For
0: sure. Well, Mark, just remember, she can always talk to me if she needs any Pokemon tips.
3: Absolutely. <laughs> oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah.
0: I'll, I'll uh, make sure you're on speed dial, Todd. Uh, what have you been playing? Oh, my goodness. So, Mark, you uh, said, hey, would you like to try a game? I'm like, sure, why not? Uh, so you got me a code uh, from Thunderful Games called yep. Say No More, which it's a, it's basically a double meaning game. So Say No More or Say No more. Oh. More frequently. So this game is like a fever dream of a workplace anime. But it's in blocky like oh, like N64 graphic style, I guess. Is And it's it, it feels almost like Minecraft though, in the way that it's very simplistic textures. Um, And you are an intern at a company and you are brought in and well, the first selection you have to make is you have to pick your appearance. So I picked this old guy with a mohawk with headphones. <laughs> And the only selection you get after that is you have to select a way of saying no, but you can pick whatever language you want. And there's female and male versions of, like, Korean, Arabic, uh, German, whatever you want. So I picked uh, Korean uh, because my family's in Taekwondo. So I picked it. And then essentially, as an intern, they tell you, you have to say yes to everything. And for some reason, you decide that, no, you don't want to. You are going to (laughs) say no to everything. And just be like this, you know, you're going to basically fight the man. And it is so weird. So you fight back by you getting this, like, instructional tape that you find uh, that's magically appears in dusk. It's like an old tape deck. And it's basically one of those, like, motivational speakers. But yeah. it looks like a wrestler, like Hulk Hogan or something like that. And he essentially teaches you how to fight by saying no. And you get essentially two uh, abilities. One is, like, taunting to basically bring down the... Uh, I guess, uh, courage or, um, morale of the person you're taking on. And then you say, no, you basically have to hold down the space bar to a certain extent. You see like a little dial. And if you hold too long, you get like your stomach hurts. But if you do enough, (laughs) you basically say no. And it causes the people to shoot across the room and break the building. So it's like destructible elements. It's so cool. It's so it's such a weird game, and as you go through it, like the first, and you have to break, you have to beat the supervisor. Um, So then you beat him, and like some of the other interns don't like you because you you said this, but other people are like, oh, he's pretty cool. All the while you're just beating up everybody with your nose. Then you get different ways of taunting. You get like a slow clap. You get a shaking your head yes, and then saying no, like taking him off guard. Um, And then you have different ways of that's like the taunt, and then you get different ways of saying no, like the cold no. The hot no, and then the lazy no, and it's all different like keyboard shortcuts, and then eventually your your new manager steals your lunchbox, which is like a like one of those plastic lunchboxes with a unicorn on the side, no. so you're chasing him down. <laughs> It's so bizarre. It's it's oh, I love, love this. this. What were they on when they made this? You don't <laughs> know, and it's such a different style of game than they've ever made before, yeah. too, which is so surprising. So, well, this, yeah. so this is developed by Studio Fizbin and
2: Lux Games. It's okay. just published, published by, by Thunderful, okay. so it's not like a Zoink game or uh, or Image and Form. Um, they're their publishing group that they created together, Thunderful, uh, just. Just published this one, so it is it is very strange, but it's it's not those guys that we're used to. Uh, this is this is a new uh, new developer, but uh, yeah, familiar publishers. Uh, this one is out on Switch.
0: So Todd, you keep talking about the keyboard shortcuts. You're gonna use probably touch screen, screen, maybe or yeah. I mean, uh, use I mean up or down or you hold. So any any of the buttons would work for it. So yeah, it's mm. it's very easy, but it's a like I said, it's a workplace anime anime comedy style. So just imagine that. Fantastic. So, that seems really cool
1: i might might check that one
2: out 20 bucks canadian on switch watch Uh, the trailer just watch the trailer you'll you'll get the aesthetic
0: after you watch the trailer so i'd recommend everybody just watch the trailer and see if it's for you because you have to be along for the ride but i I could see they're adding more and more mechanics to make it a little bit more challenging like and i took down like i had to take on a boss and that went a little differently than i expected so there you go (laughs) And you have to look at the tells kind of to say when they're broken down in the responses and what they're saying to you. So uh, it's, it's very intelligent the way they did it. Yeah. Um, a game that's not as friendly is demon souls remastered. Oh. ps Five. <sighs> um, flashes. I'm not a patient gamer <laughs> by any means. I, I have no patience. I get very, I'm like, I'm either in or I'm out and I choose very quickly. Um, I, my, my claim to fame is finally beating the first boss in Bloodborne and calling it quits. I didn't (laughs) go beyond that. I actually, I went to the next boss and he like killed me. I'm like, I, I just can't do that again. It took me so long just to beat that first boss. And I'm like, I just, I just cannot put myself through that type of rigor. And yes, but so this is by, uh, I believe, Bluepoint Games remastered this game. Yeah. Uh, Demon Souls is owned by Sony, not Dark Souls. So this is essentially the game that Sony for, for some reason decided um, they didn't want to carry forward or they didn't. Pub- it was a weird situation. They didn't want to yeah. publish Dark Souls. So uh, but a man, oh, man, uh, this game. It is beautiful. It's probably one. Of, it's one. Of, it's a, a phenomenal Gorgeous. game. Gorgeous game. But they decided to be very truthful to the game and didn't change really any of the mechanics, from what I understand. And so because of that, it is a PS3 era game, but not an appearance. Yeah. I didn't understand half of what was going on. Like, I find these blood pools and then you see like a figure get up and do something, typically Mm -hmm. dying. Like they're in, it's like shadows of your former self. Kind of like uh, those those what those ghost cars in Forza. So same thing. You're seeing these so things happen. What that was? Those are other players who died. Oh, and okay. It's showing you what happened
1: to them. So you could actually use those for information. If there's like a trap around the corner, you see them run around a corner and just die. You'll be like, oh, okay. There's probably something around there. I should. Take a step
0: back before I go. That's what that was. I had to figure that out, too. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's, But then you see shadows. Like, you see these other characters where are like shadows in the background, which, like, is that just another player that's, like, yeah. online and they're not engaging with me? So it's very interesting. You do have this weird, like, online mechanic that's different. You get, like, written notes on the ground, too. That, that was just like the the lamest things in the world though it's like very few of them were actually helpful like uh bad guys up ahead I'm like, yeah, I know Thanks. I mean there's always <laughs> bad guys. So yeah, um, this game it's hard. But oh, yeah thank you <laughs> it's it's it, but it's it's very non-intuitive. Uh, you select your class not really knowing if that's a good decision yep. um, but you go in and you basically you you pour into this world and this game is very unforgiving. Um, once you start getting doing really badly, I don't know how you recover like I I got the farthest I got was like my second run. But after that, I ran out of health. I, you know, I I didn't find any good weapons, so I felt like I knew what to do, but I wasn't good enough or I just didn't like the mechanics enough, like the the combat um, versus like a Bloodborne. I really like the combat and I like the movement. I like the different. uh, So. I think it's more of a, a game where you have to use your parry and you have to use your your, your basically your defense and your movement. Um, and I just I just can't get good anymore. So <laughs> so it's for some people. My son says he's gonna try it, but he probably never will. But I want to see how he does, because he's yeah. never played one before. So that'll be a good experiment.
1: But, what, but oh go ahead. I was gonna say, like you said, it's it definitely feels a bit dated gameplay wise. But I feel like that kind of adds to the difficulty as well, so I guess that's just kind of a part of it. But no, other than that, I agree with everything
0: Agree with everything you said. Yeah, I think it's a treat, though, for fans that honestly can't play that game anymore because you yeah. don't own a PS3. Uh, I don't think it's streaming on PS now, so the only way that you can play it now is it's this new enhanced form, and it's a PS5-only game. Yeah. So- it is kind of limited, but I think a lot of people are going to be very excited about this game when they can actually play it. If you like a Souls-like type game, because um, this is the granddaddy of it, so enjoy if you if you if you can. If not, you'll be very saddened and beaten. <laughs> but I played something else though that had me very excited. But once again, still doesn't make any sense. The Resident Evil Village they had an event last week and they announced this new series of demos for the game and gameplay. The way they're doing it is very weird. The yeah. original, the first version is already gone. It was a half hour long. It was on April 17th, half hour. You could play it for like, it was like five hours. It was available half hour long. Hmm. Um, the next one is, I think the 24th half hour. And then there's another one like May 1st, an hour long. They're both all different, um, but man, oh man, I love seven. I love the old games. I love the new games. And this game is so Cool. I'm hearing now rumors that there's going to be crafting, and to survive, yeah. you kill actually animals, and you eat. You, you basically prepare meals out of the animals, which is a new bent. And,
3: yeah.
0: uh, this is focusing on werewolves and vampires, which is completely different in this old village, so it has feelings of Resident Evil 4, but it's in first person. Um, I, I'm just really excited um, for this game. Everything I've seen, it's a beautiful game. Oh, and it's gorgeous. amazing. This engine is used for Monster Hunter Rise, which yep. is fun. It's, yep. it's, yeah, it's this RE engine. It's just weird. And it's also going to be on PS4 and PS5 and Xbox One and, uh, and PC. So I'm actually playing this one, Mark, on Stadia. I pre-ordered oh, on Stadia. Oh. I'm getting that Stadia kit, and I'm like, Good. you know what? Why not? And I've had great luck with Stadia. Um, and the cool part about Stadia is I got the the, the F- Frontier kit with it for free, which or Frontier kit. That's I'm just calling it that. <laughs> whatever the 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 members plus collection,
2: oh, right, right. whatever you want to call yeah. it.
0: But it comes with the controller and the Chromecast dongle, which means I can play it on any TV. Oh, that's cool. I'm not buying so cool. anything because when you have a 15 year old kid and our PlayStation or Xbox are tied to the TV. Dad rarely gets to use it, so I might play on my little 13-inch TV in this room. Yeah, on the highest of fidelity, but yeah, I'm excited to try it, Um, and I'm getting the free versions—not the free version, but the the Stadia non-premium. But for the first couple weeks, I can go up to 4K gaming if if you want, if you have a screen that supports it. But quite honestly, my PC is only uh, 1440p, uh, the monitor there, and then all the rest of our TVs are 1080p unless the main TV is 4K. So for me, it doesn't matter. I, yeah. I get the free version is good enough for almost all my TVs. So I'm excited to try that um, and, and try that out. I mean, so why not? But I, I can't wait. May 8th, is, May 7th is when this game comes out. So excited.
2: I, I just late. love all the memes that are coming out of like...
3: Oh, God. <laughs> it, I, <laughs> I know uh, the going lady,
2: with this? <laughs> David Prescue, and it's like, here's how I'm going to run away. It's like, oh, no, don't catch me. <laughs> oh, are don't you step being up on
0: my face? <laughs> I was going to say, are you into domination? Are you into bloodletting? I'm sure there'll be furry memes when the, the sexy werewolf lady comes out. That's coming. You know that. I'm sure. I'm so.
3: sure.
2: It's just I keep seeing the trailer like or the the demo like demo footage and I haven't played this myself at all but I keep seeing the demo footage and then people like cut to like uh, something from like scary movie or something <laughs> else, and they're just like oh don't catch me like there, there was what is like yeah it just just amazing
1: funny enough speaking about that I actually watched a video today where somebody did the science to where what would happen if she actually stepped on your head. Oh, and yeah. oh. it does not go well for heads. <laughs> that's what it that way. Does that ever go well for heads? Uh, no, hey, but you know what? If that's what you're into, then more power to you. But for it's, me, it's, I like my head firmly on my shoulders. Yeah, so it's like no. game,
0: like, right? Mm-hmm. How far can you go, right? It's like, <laughs> oh, too far? Oh, wait, it's too far, it's too late, right? So, okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. That went someplace. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> do you expect anything less, Todd? <laughs> if you want more hot takes like this, Omar, they'll follow you on Twitter at the end. and hey, tell yeah. them how they can do that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> excellent well last game is one i'd highly recommend to everybody it's it's very family friendly all ages and if you are a fan of the 80s aesthetic goonies uh you know stranger things that type of thing this definitely ties right in um kind of like i've talked about stranger three things three the game this feels very similar to it but the art style is awesome it's like this weird like pixel art but it's bigger characters so they are and the movement is fantastic and this game is all about these kids and they're like a group of like the Goonies that they go on adventures and stuff and they each have their own abilities and you have a party and you let they all join your party and they can do different things you've got like the big brawler who can fight but then he runs out of steam Uh, you've got a kid who can use a baseball bat but he's the one that can climb Uh, you've got one kid who's the, the um the, the geeky one who can event things. He's got a laser gun and he has like jet boots. And you've got a girl who's from the wrong side of the tracks, but she's got a wit and she can move really fast. So, uh, I, but then we've got this younger brother who I can't even tell what his abilities are. He blows bubble gum. I can't figure that one out, but they kind of join in your party. So it's, you're as one person as you traverse. Yeah. Uh, so, and then you're, you can then select your party members as you want. It's got standard um, real-time combat. So you can take out enemies and things like that. Um, but it's got a really cool narrative and not only that, it has this really cool animated cutscenes, Like it's like a Saturday morning cartoon. So it's very cute, very funny, but they, they dig deep into like a lot of the tropes. Like in this neighborhood, one of the houses you go to is essentially the poltergeist house. Like you can see like all of the, the jokes with it, the kid looking at the TV screen, Carol Ann, and they're building a, um, and you can see all the, 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 the chair and the room is floating and they're digging a pool in the background, and part of the the trope of this game, where it really goes off, is you get this device that allows you to see into the spirit world. Well, then you go back to the house when you can see the spirit world, and there's all these people like lifting up chairs in the background. <laughs> it's very cute, very clever. Um, yeah, I'm very I'm very much in the, the beginning of this, but this is on um, X, uh, this is on Game Pass, so it's there if you want to try it. Crossing Ooh. Souls, it's very fun. I commend, the. I, I even tweeted at the, the creator, I'm like, you guys did an awesome job really appreciate that, it's very fun, I really like the static, I like the gameplay, so if you're looking for something just very really fun, Crossing Souls I have that on Switch, I never really got into it too much, I I'm, I'm, I literally just
2: set it to, uh, to re-download on my Switch, I'm going to jump into there hopefully that's on the PC Game
1: Pass as well because uh, I have Game Pass on
2: my that's PC that's why I'm
0: playing it right now oh, I'm playing it on I PC will yes. download
1: that as soon as we're done this I just looked it up as we were as you're talking about it, and this looks really really interesting.
0: Yeah, and now that you're hearing you describe it as well,
1: yeah, yeah, it looks cool.
0: Awesome, awesome. Well, that is it for what we've been playing, everybody. So, well, tell us what you've been playing, and if there's anything you'd recommend. Uh, if you have any more work time anime games or or uh, Sad Fest games, let us know. Um, with that, though, we're getting to the news, and well, as we've been transitioning into the news, our news will then inform our topic of the show. So uh, this is all about Sony. There's been a change in narrative about Sony that is really—I'm—I'm—I'm uh, I'm, I'm the Sony fan. It's—it's it's frustrating to me as a Sony fan because I know they can be better, but they have not been better lately, and that's been the problem. And they haven't even talked to their audience. So a little frustrating. But we're going to get into the back half. But we've had some interesting stories. So Mark, you actually. Pivoted from our original topic. He said, let's focus on this. So tell me about uh-huh. the first story.
2: Yeah. So, uh, so basically, it's yeah, can anyone even catch Sony? Uh, Sony's officially, or PlayStation 5 is officially the fastest selling console in US history. This is according to NPD. So, pretty fairly trustworthy source. Um, and basically, yeah, it's uh, the first five months. Um, They're, they're selling the most and they're making the most money doing it, which is absolutely crazy because, uh, you know, you, you'd think, uh, for someone to sell the most consoles, maybe they'd be not making as much money. You know, they'd undercut the, uh, the competition or something like that. But these guys are the same price as the competition and, uh, and they're still selling completely selling out. Right. So it's, uh, it's, it's pretty amazing. Um, and that's that's basically the the short version of it. We'll we'll probably get into a little bit more as we keep going. But uh,
0: yeah, do you want to keep going with the next bit of news that we've seen? Uh, yeah, it's well. And to your point, it's at this point both Xbox. I, I cannot remember a more successful period of gaming at this point. Everyone's doing well. Yeah. And that's a great thing. Nobody's being sacrificed or nobody's dying in the line. It's not like the Wii U where it launched and like three yeah. months later. You couldn't give away Wii U or, you know, the same thing with that. So um, it's great to see that. But along with that, Sony made some bad news where they were going to shut down um, PS3, Vita and PSP stores. They were going to allow you to continue to download your games to an unknown date in the future, but you could no longer purchase those games either on the console or through the web. I think the web store is actually gone now, but you could still purchase through the, the online game stores. Um, funny thing, do you guys remember when the PSP launched? 2004? Bingo! Oh, there wow, that a while. Right? Yeah. shot the dark. That's a long time ago. That's 17 yeah. years ago. Did anybody still think you'd be able to buy PSP games? I didn't think you still could.
1: I never thought about it ever. Yeah, never. <laughs> <laughs> I never even thought about it.
2: No, I was I was shocked to hear that that store was still up. The yeah. PS3, I I kind of understood, you know, maybe shutting some of the function down. Like, you know, it's we're at PS5 now. You know, PS4. I I still thought it was a little early on PS3, but I kind of, I, if you ask me, a store that would be shutting down this generation, I'd say probably PS3 made sense to shut down maybe a little further in this generation, but still probably this generation Vita really surprised me on this one. Yeah. Cause there's still games in development. Yes. Sure. It's, it's not the most popular platform, but like, what the hell? <laughs> like yeah. y- you don't have a replacement product. Uh, it's, it's still fairly recent. I mean, you know, it's,
3: it,
1: Eight years ago, seven years ago something like that like yeah. it's not like super old like the ps3 or something and the vita still does decently in japan handheld gaming in you know the western world isn't as big as it is in japan but the vita still does pretty decent numbers and like games do pretty decent numbers over there like you said there's still games in development um and it's not like they're gonna port the vita games to ps4 or ps5 so it's like right. if they take down the store those games are just gone forever which is terrible absolutely terrible I didn't realize
0: the Vita is now ten years old. Yeah. Oh wow. Jeez. So I I think some context to this is you know the Vita I think I don't know what the final hardware sales were I think it maybe I think it beat the the Wii U finally um, I think it got to fourteen million or something <laughs> like though. that the Wii U <laughs> got about thirteen point five million um, yeah and it's basically yes they, they, I mean I think the most famous right now is Colin Moriarty his he actually developed a Vita game. And he bought a dev kit. He just bought a new dev kit for the Vita. uh, Can you do it? He's like, why would you sell dev kits and you're going to make this announcement? So I totally get that. Um, I do try. I I don't know. This puts it about the same, a little bit older as the 3DS. It was right around the same time. 3DS. I think 3ds was 2011 or 2010 in that yeah. yeah, yeah. So I mean, the 3ds obviously far more successful, but um, it, it does make you think that the the Vita it just was troubled. Um, even try to find memory cards for it that aren't a billion dollars <sighs> as it is. I mean, because it's a scarcity. Um, that's that's an interesting state. So we we have this mixed bag of like, oh crap, the <laughs> PS3. There's really there's no backwards compatibility on PS4 except to PS Now. Um, the PSP known as one of the most pirated systems of all time. yeah, I think that's why it was so popular. 80 million, it was the it's the the, the system you never knew sold as much as it did was mm-hmm. the PSP. It sold like 83 million. That's, 83 million is like one of the hot, that's, that outsells the NES. If yep. you, that's for context. That's the PSP. So, and also was had Monster Hunter. That was kind of like, the Monster yeah. Hunter was really where it came into, into life there. So, all this bad news people are angry because they're like well this kind of shows the 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 dark side of digital gaming Um, you know what are you going to do the games get very sparse physical gaming is becoming how are we going to get these games Mm -hmm. so Sony decided out of the blue just even today came out and said we've reversed course um, on all but the PSP PSP kind of makes sense Yeah, it's been 17 years yeah there's no other. I mean, except for the. God, I guess we had to go back to the. No, it's even before the Xbox. There's no other platform beyond Steam that that's that's still alive. That's that's old. Yeah. And there's really no hardware anymore. So it's like you really have to own a PSP or what was the uh, hardware? Was it the PS TV or the oh, Vita? Oh, that, that was on, thing. That thing. <laughs> that yeah. was
2: that was uh, that was Vita. Yeah.
0: Was, uh,
2: PSTV. Yes. So, so you needed so one of PSTV those or a Vita to like, really play it. There's straight yeah. up nothing that you can get anywhere close. But for, again, for the Vita, that was surprising because yeah, PS TV you're cutting out PS Vita, and the PS Vita was one of the I think you know really the only place you could get like PS One classics. There's a right. there was a lot of stuff there, right? So yeah, yeah, it had a very um, very sense. hardy back. back yeah, uh, Vita Vita was a little uh, tougher.
1: I think my yeah. issue with them getting rid of the PSP because I'm 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 big on game preservation. I feel like games are as much of a part of history as anything else um, to get rid of the PSP store but to not somehow make those games available I'm sure some games are available on the Vita I, I don't know but to not make that library just available on the Vita you can just download to your Vita if it's possible to me is just it irks me because that's history like if I want to play like you brought up Monster Hunter if I want to play up the first Monster Hunter once they shut down the PSP store I can only emulate it which technically isn't legal, well, and but I know if most people had the chance to just buy the game if they want to play it, they would do that instead of trying to emulate it. So just uh, erasing history like that for me just it really it really irks me. I, I hope they you know backtrack on that too. I don't see it happening, um, but yeah, it just really irks me to see them basically just erasing history like that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it kind of takes you to the point where it, so at least they corrected the ps3 and the ps vita opportunity to still buy games the biggest issue still is they aren't making vitas anymore they've discontinued the line so it becomes a point where it's like who are we selling these games to we have a finite number of people that own a vita so really if if every single
2: person bought one and you're still only selling 15 million copies
0: Exactly, and it yeah. becomes a point too where they've they've talked about this. Uh, the PS Vita, uh, they did a lot of stupid things because of the PSP piracy issues. Yeah, so that was part of the problem with using the the memory cards that were not that were proprietary because of that. Um, and uh, I think the other part is um, they knew opening it up for for piracy again was just a challenge. Um, but with that, um, so. The question then becomes, what does this all, what does this mean? Because there's really no way to play PS3 games or Vita on a modern piece of a hardware you can buy today. Because that's where we are now. Yeah. So that's one of the challenges we're going to have is what is Sony going to do? And I think this will take us into the the topic in a second. But I said one more thing that Sony has done, uh, and oh, just if I didn't mention it, Sony did keep the is keeping the PS3 and, and Vita stores open. Yeah. Uh, to buy and download, so you're good to go there. PSP is not. That's July of 2021. So buy those games now. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, last story though is really weird because they found a bug in PS4's PS4's firmware that basically says if the CMOS battery, it's those basically those weird flat batteries that go in like weird electronics, um, and they last typically 15 to 20 years. If that dies, and you put a new battery in, and you cannot connect to the PlayStation network for some reason, yep. you can no longer play any games. Right. And I, that's tough. I saw Spawnwave actually do this on his video. He put in the battery, it turned his PlayStation back into 1969, when he put a new battery on, <laughs> he couldn't do it. Wow. So, this is an odd thing, because it's like 15 or 20, 20 years, you know, that's the life. I mean, honestly, are we going to expect to be able to play PS4 games on a PS4? Because will a PS4 even function in 20 years? Meaning the the DVD drive, the Blu-ray drive, the hard, the the, the the all those things when we talk about modern hardware, the more complex we make them, the less likely they'll survive the ravages of time. Moisture, dust, cockroaches apparently was a problem with the PS2s, where cockroaches yeah. would, would tumble into them. Same with PS5s, honestly, too. Yeah, so it's a it's a warm place, right, with a lot of fan noise. You know, it's a happy home for... Here, here's the tough thing, though.
2: PS4 launched in 2013?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're already approaching the 10-year mark. Which is crazy to me, because I still remember that E3 when... Um... So it was the same with the Xbox One, that E3 where Xbox came out and they were like, we're doing all these DRM things and you mm-hmm. need to Connect and yada, yeah. yada, yada, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, wow, that was almost 10 years
3: ago. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah.
1: I remember so, it perfectly.
2: So so this doesn't become a question of, are we going to be playing these consoles in 15 or 20 years? This is, are we still going to be playing this? And with this the store shut down, or the network shut down for PS three Vita and that kind of stuff, which now, you know, they've reversed, but combined with that story, this was very troubling because in, let's say five years, if you still have a PS four and the battery goes and the PS four network is shut down at that time, because, you know, PS five has been very successful. They're getting ready to launch PS six, you know, in, in five, six years or or something, um, you know, are you going to be playing it then? So when you say this is maybe five, six years away, are you still going to want to play your PS4? It becomes a much different question than are you going to want to play it in 20? Uh, so I think that's where it's it's troubling, right? If you have a launch PS4, I didn't get mine right away, but I, I still have like the OG PS4, like the Destiny white version, which I got maybe a year or two after launch. You telling me in... You know a couple of years i can't sit finn down and say here play spider-man yeah. you know that's troubling right like it, it, maybe i won't have a ps5 at that point i don't have one now maybe i will i don't know i, I don't hope they're film. available in five years from now mark hopefully <laughs> right <laughs> right but i mean you know i it, it is weird you know can uh disney infinity he is obsessed right now 11 months yeah. old and already obsessed with my disney infinity characters and that's where my Disney Infinity was, was my my PS4. Yep. You're telling me I can't bring that out, hook up my little thing, let him play around as Lightning McQueen that he carries everywhere, or Mickey Mouse that I'm looking at right now on his uh, on his high chair. Um, you know, like, that, that kind of stuff, that's the worry, right? Like, if, of these games that they're not continued on the PS5, they're not continued anywhere else. And it, again, it's not are you going to be able to play these in 20 years? Is are you going to be able to play them in 6? Yeah. 8 years. You know, that's that's where it gets a little bit harsher to me because PlayStation and Nintendo, I mean Xbox is setting such a great example yeah. with their backwards compatibility yeah. that this is how we've lived for years. You know, you couldn't play a Super Nintendo game on an NES. You couldn't play yeah. a Uh, nes game on a gamecube we've grown up like this it's only now recently that xbox is like we want you to play everything from ever everywhere Uh, that we're like oh shit there's another way to do this (laughs) and now it's like playstation you got to step it up and you know nintendo too but um this is why this news i think is hitting so
0: hard yep uh, well, I think the, the difference is the PS4 is fully backward. PS5 is fully backwards compatible. Yeah. We don't have the lack of playing. So basically, Sony's going to say if your PS4 dies, why, PS5. Would we, why, why would we? Ex- why would you expect it? What what company supports a product regardless? Like your iPod probably doesn't work anymore, right, with the iTunes library, right? The the software doesn't work, right? So I don't think – I think the expectation that your hardware – they're going to support your hardware for 15 years. I think even cars. Think about your cars – uh, infotainment system. Do you think Ford is going to support or, or my Saturn? Or sorry, my Saturn. That's that's a dead brand. Uh, <laughs> yeah, doesn't <Jim is laughs> support that anymore. My my uh, my Mazda. That, that infotainment system is not even supported anymore. So it's like yeah. I think we've got to get on the mindset like companies should support us forever. Windows tried that, and that's why they have so many issues with their platforms because we're trying to support printer drivers from you know <laughs> 1922. And Apple said no, we're not even going to have drives in our, our our products anymore because we don't do that. So all your CDs and DVDs, throw them in the trash. So yeah. I think that's the change. Uh, the good thing is uh, they do support like USB uh, uh, peripherals, like uh, Rock Band works. Uh, yeah. So in Disney Infinity should work when you get a PS5. Mark. So yeah, you should be good. So that's that's the difference, and I think that's the big problem, the big thing that finally changed. Sony finally went with x86 hardware. Which finally. It, exactly. <laughs> they aren't doing weird like cell processors and things. Oh my it's god. Like, uh. Yeah. So. so I remember- so I remember back on the PS3,
1: like, there were so many developers early on who had trouble getting things to work on that console, even though it was, like, you know, hardware-wise, it was pretty decent, they just couldn't get things to work, because the 360 was basically just, like, programming for a PC, but the PS3 was just, like, you had to do all of this backwards and jump, and do six backflips and spin <laughs> around and sacrifice your firstborn child just to get a game to maybe work, maybe. Um, but yeah, they're just getting into x86. Now, like the thing with the PS4, was it PS4 or x86? Yeah. Or was, yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, but yeah, it took them a while. True, so, yeah. but um, to continue kind of the point about you know preservation, backwards compatibility, um, I don't mind a company um, stopping support for an old console as long as you make the games available on the newer consoles, which is why if they, you know, in five, I mean, in like ten years, let's say they do shut down the PS4 um, hardware, or, you know, online stuff, I know you can still buy, like, 99% of those games on PS5, and probably, like, hopefully, like, PS6, but, you know, if you talk about, like, Nintendo, every console, like, if I want to go back and play something on my Wii U, um, even though they did port a lot of the games, which is good, but if I do want to play on a Xenoblade X, which is only on the Wii U, I have to plug my Wii U back in, you know what I mean I can't like I can't get rid of it because there are games that I could only play on that same thing if I had like the like, same thing with like if you had a GameCube you know if you had a GameCube you probably still have or maybe a Wii but you can play GameCube games on the Wii but you know what I'm trying to say it's just mm-hmm. like Nintendo with Nintendo stuff it's like you can't throw anything away
3: mm-hmm.
1: because you don't know if they're gonna bring that game over to the next platform Whereas Nintendo's I look at Microsoft, yeah, yeah they're, 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 Microsoft and Sony and they do they do it for everything sorry I cut you off
2: yeah, no, no, no. I I, I kind of interrupted there for a second, but uh, Nintendo is even worrisome. They're like shutting down things like uh, like Mario Maker, the original, um, or the what was it, Miiverse or whatever that you know you you, you know that that was so tied into so many games, and they shut that down, and you don't get that functionality. And it's like this is only one generation past. You know, yep. like if you're not playing Mario Maker two on a Switch, it's like yep. what the hell you know like it's it's crazy like i have a friend who like that's their system you know they're they're not ready they have young kids they're not ready to jump in on a switch uh and i know sean capri's the same lincoln still plays the wii u they mm-hmm. have still have it set up because uh, it's it's a great system mm-hmm. but um when they're already shutting that down one generation past it's like damn preserve some of this like or or let us buy it again i don't know it's 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 wild like where's where's wind waker and twilight princess like can give me those
0: yeah mark it sucks remember when they took pikmin off the wii u store or pikmin 3 off the Wii U right. store when it launched on Switch, it's like, what are you even doing? Why twenty dollars? Like, who is gonna go back and say, well, it's coming out on Switch, but I'm gonna, you know, finally re-download it on my Wii U or pay and play it for the first time on the Wii U? It's just, it's just, it's a weird idea of of content. And they, and, and even Nintendo has removed Mario 35 it is no longer oh exists. Oh my gosh, don't even. It's get gone. Me. Mario um, 35 and the All Stars, um,
1: Mario All 3D All Stars, they just got rid of on March 31st for and, no uh, and good the Game and Watch. Yeah. Oh yeah, and the physical Game & Watch thing, it just, for no reason, they got rid of it, and the Mario 3D All-Stars was selling, like, sold like 8 million copies in, like, the <laughs> sixth month, which is crazy, and they just decided, no, you can't buy it anymore? That makes no sense to me.
2: Yeah, apparently. I, I wonder if that artificial scarcity did help sales, oh, or, sure. you know, Absolutely. like w- over time, if it was infinitely in the store, would they have sold more copies than putting that and i'm sure this is a skeezy shitty little experiment that nintendo's playing right now of like you know if we put false scarcity uh, or artificial scarcity on a product will it sell more in 6 months to a year than it would have sell sold over the 6 to 8 month or 6 to 8 year life cycle of a console you know like yeah. if we say hey you can only get this until march 31st and then mario dies uh, you know does that make you know, whatever, ten million people go out and purchase this game versus if we just launched it, especially a game like that where they didn't do anything to it. They were just like, hey, here's three release, whatever. Give us, give us yeah. money. Yep. Um, you know, would that have sold over eight years, like still ten million con you know, copies or, or whatever. You know what I mean? Like I I hope I don't know. I I know I bought the game, so I'm like hypocritical, but I hope that experience fails and they stop <laughs> Just being skeezy.
0: Well, it's almost like saying um, anybody who buys a Switch in like the next three years, because they're going to support that. It's almost like you're punished. And it's like you never get the chance to play that. And that's just it makes no sense. And it's just silly. And yeah, it's one of those things like I know I've always said this. I compare Nintendo to Futurama and the mom corporation mom is just like this That's oh fantastic. she's so kindly and then in the background she takes off her skirt and looks like a, you know a businesswoman who's who's evil and mean um yeah I, I, so i just tend to people put nintendo at a different place even though their goal is to make a lot of money and spend the least amount of money and get the most back like i mean two- did you see how excited people got because nintendo made a, a weird bluish gray switch i mean it's, oh, it's like Stacy or or, yeah, yeah. it's malibu <laughs> stacy with her new hat it's <laughs> all it is. I'm like guys demand better get a better system get rid of the joy cons give me something better but <sighs> uh, sorry this isn't about Nintendo it's about Sony I know I know, so. I know. Uh, we, <laughs> we can go I can go on about all the stuff they do but I'd be here for five hours absolutely absolutely so we're going to keep on this and we're going to pivot now kind of like we've talked about all these things with Sony the narrative right now is we've heard a lot about their approach to just the games how they're going to release studios you know they've, they've eliminated Japan studio essentially from so who's created really crazy and interesting titles in the previous generations. Um, They've taken a unique take on uh, on increasing the price of uh, new games. Um, They've also decided to take a different approach to the way they even release games this generation, which is interesting, where it was going to be only, only new games would be on PlayStation 5, and they pivoted that because they wanted to have more sales. Uh, and the good thing is you see with a game like Miles Morales, which I absolutely love and cherish yep. that game is now sold lost of us part two and goes to Shima Crazy. in a shorter period of time. And it's like considered a smaller game. And, and most people are still waiting to buy it on PS five.
1: That's the part that gets me is that I know a lot of people who have PS fours where like, I'm going to, if I have to wait a year to play it until I get a PS five, I'm going to do it. And That in combination with the fact that a lot of people... I know we talked about how quickly the PS5 has been selling, but a lot of that is scalping, if we're being honest. A lot of that is bots who have got it because of scalping. So a lot of people out there still don't actually have a PS5, even though the sales numbers might indicate otherwise. But so the fact that you have all of that working against you and it still outsold those games is absolutely
0: insane to me. Crazy. I'm going to look really quick right now. I want to see what the going cost... Of well, a PS5 is on eBay. Oh lord! Apparently, that. there's a Japanese import you can get eight hundred and fifty dollars. Good lord! Seven hundred sixty nine dollars. Seven sixty nine for the digital. Somebody's selling one for five thousand dollars. Jeez! But I do see something like four ten. 410 for the ps5 digital it's got 23 hours left i'm assuming that will spike up you know but i see most of these are right around the they're still asking right dollars which tells me at this point even though the scalpers are buying them they're still able to sell them at a premium which means they're still getting turned pretty quickly you're moving them you're not going to sit on something and not make it a profit so so it is a scenario it's like right now and i know the same thing with the xbox series x is also hot it's still not widely available series s even the switch uh, you don't see a lot of the standard switches, but you see the switch lights. So yeah. that tells me everything's still selling well, especially with a game like Monster and Rise. So yeah. yeah, Sony's in a weird position. And you know, that's gonna and I know they're not making money off of the standard PS5. And I know they weren't making well, maybe they are off the standard PS5, not the digital. I'm assuming that disk drive is not saving them any money. They think yeah. they can make it up in digital sales, regardless. But I wanna just really pivot this to the the state of Sony. Where I think we'd parse this in a couple of different ways. Talking about the studios, their uh, partnerships with their games, the services, and the hardware. Um, so that's where I've kind of placed this kind of like, and I just want your opinions on this. And this kind of correlates into the news story where where we heard about uh, Bend, Sony Bend, who'd made support games in the past. Uh, Days Gone was their first really stepping out point in a game that a lot of people critically did not do great. And sold decent, but not fantastic. And they were, they pitched apparently a sequel and they were denied and they were supposed to then basically make, I believe the last of us remastered, uh, which is weird because... Really weird. Or Sorry, remake rather than remaster. They got a yeah. remaster, not a remake. Um, we talked about remasters and remakes a couple episodes ago, Mark, so we all know those the difference. Sometimes it is the same. Um, but then they finally pushed back, and now they're making their own new IP. So, um, and, and we keep hearing this narrative about Sony basically making fewer, bigger games internally, and then turning to third-party uh, partnerships and exclusives to expand basically they're offering so what do you think of that take um i
1: guess it's i'm guessing it's to save some money because obviously aaa development is like stupidly expensive and it's not getting any cheaper so i feel like kind of trying to jump off the back of some third parties and trying to get some deals like i know they like for example i know this is more on the esports side of it i know um, PlayStation and NBA 2K have a deal now. So to now all the professional NBA two K things are gonna be on PlayStation 5. I so I know that's gonna bring them a lot of money. Um I know that they're getting a lot of um like timed exclusives. Like I know like Final Fantasy Seven remake was like a year timed exclusive. So I know some people who bought PS4s just to play that. Um, I'm sure there's gonna be other timed exclusives as well. So I I, I, I kinda see what they're doing. Um and I, I do I, I would say I agree with it. And I feel like when you give money to if sony gives money to these smaller studios um a lot of times smaller studios have more creative ideas for games they you know they do some stuff that might not be greenlit by like an ea or an activision or something like that because maybe the idea is a little bit too wild but if they can get that sony money to push these products out and push these unique games out i think it'd be incredible for sony For being honest
2: yeah
1: what do you think about them buying evo as, as the resident oh, yes. fighting oh, my fighting guy So that came out of nowhere. (laughs) That came out of nowhere. So for those who aren't um, familiar with Evo, Evo is the biggest fighting game tournament in the world. It goes on in Vegas every single year. It got canceled last year for obvious reasons, um, but they were having some trouble with leadership. The person who made Evo was... not going to get too much into it, but having some legal troubles, I'll say. I'll put it like that. Um, So yeah, but Sony bought Evo a couple months ago, and that's really crazy because... I know, because so, so as someone who plays Smash, and is obviously a Nintendo game, my first thought was like, okay, what's going to happen to that? Are they going to, because obviously, if they own Evo, everything's going to be played on PlayStations, makes sense. So what happens to the games that aren't on PlayStation, like Killer Instinct, which is an Xbox game,
3: mm-hmm. or
1: Smash, which is obviously on, on Nintendo Switch, or I'm trying to think of other stuff. But those are like the, the two main ones that, you know, where my, my mind went to, um, and they haven't really said anything about it. Right. I know Nintendo said something about they're willing to like work with you know Evo and still and everything, but it's kind of up to Sony. Um, so that's going to be really interesting in the next couple months to see how that develops. Um, right. Again, as a Smash person, I am a little
0: bit worried. But <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Nintendo will do something for them, right? They'll, the, Nintendo's all about the Smash tournaments. I mean, look oh, how okay. many they host every year. Like, oh, they one? support
1: us so much. Oh my god, yeah.
0: <laughs> um, yeah. and all serious yeah, the support
1: for Smash from Nintendo is basically not existent. They actually cannibalize the scene more than they help it. They've actually shut down tournaments that would have probably made them money that's a whole trust me, that's a whole thing we could have we we'll I'll, I'll I'll, I'll, I'll could no play it. Me- for Melee on,
0: on new systems right i will <laughs> <laughs> i will not <laughs> <put it laughs> anymore do you know
1: how much money you would make that is free money <laughs> that is free money <laughs> I,
2: I i sense a return here we have to have another
0: topic yes i think so too <laughs> oh man but, yeah, I mean, that was an interesting move. I mean, they're doing some some interesting things. I mean, they just bought – I mean, just even further, they've bought, like, crunchy – I mean, Sony is, like, as a corporation, is an odd bird, right? I mean, they do movies, TV – uh you know they make some of the best cameras in the world with their lenses um they actually have deal with microsoft for their lenses uh mm-hmm. sony has to deal with for their uh i think they have a deal for the deal for their server softwares so they're doing oh. some weird strange bedfellows oh. and everything yeah it's really an interesting uh agreement they made um and they also then make so make tvs and things like that and they have music but but you know so playstation is now the biggest part of sony it is their moneymaker, is the thing that, you know, we thought maybe it would die off in the PS3 era, and it has not. It's 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 grown. It, all those services that they, they have and they make money off it is a big deal. Um, and that's a different position than, say, Xbox, where Xbox, I don't even know if they blink if Xbox yeah. makes money. Because I think Microsoft Teams makes more than Xbox does on a day. I mean, um, so it's interesting versus Nintendo, where Nintendo is really all about that they don't have anything nope. else so um so it's an interesting mix of like where everybody stands and how they support and they're supported and what they can spend and do different things like that so um yeah so i mean we've got we know sony's double down on the third person triple a uh, over the top high budgets uh, you know the rotoscoping the the actors doing things and it's paid off because nobody else does that that's their and everybody says, well, why does Sony do that? Because who else is doing that? Third party, you get some instances, but nobody does it like Sony. And they have it's paid off kudos for them. And they've kind of built that up with their own internal studios over time. They don't have as many internal studios as Xbox does now. I don't know how they compare it to Nintendo. I don't know if Nintendo has 11 or 12. or They've got a lot, though. Yeah. Uh, and so the last one Sony added was Insomniac. Uh, and that's worked out very well for them. <laughs> Amazingly. <laughs> Yeah, so the, the concern would be that smaller um, risks tend to pay out eventually, or they don't. But, I mean, if you take a risk on a game like Last of Us, which people didn't even know, it's like, why don't you keep making Uncharted games? Well, they wanted to make something else. That paid off big. You let Sucker Punch, uh, instead of making um, a, a superhero game again, they made a samurai game. That was beautiful yeah. and well-renowned. Um, you make Media Molecule who made little big planet make dreams which nobody still understands what the hell that is and <laughs> yeah. if it makes money or not so it's a mixed bag but they did get rid of japan's studio but i mean we know they've got bigger games coming god of war and things like that gran turismo finally might come out uh so it's 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 an interesting mix um of where they're going to be and where they're going to go with their internal studios but a lot of people would say if it's not broken it don't fix it which i think is frustrating to a lot of people because they still don't make a great first-person shooter game. They still don't have a lot of great online games. Um So there's areas where they don't play, and that's frustrating, so they have to turn to second and third parties. So um do you guys have, like, a favorite, like, Sony franchise?
1: Man, I know Spider-Man is recent, but that game, like, as someone who's a massive Spider-Man fan, like, I behind my screen here, I I literally have a stack of comics. I think I own physically like 200 Spider-Man comics. Like, I love Spider-Man. That game was like one of the greatest gaming experiences I've ever had. I know this is like a corny catchphrase, but it legit makes you feel like you are Spider-Man. It doesn't make you feel like you're playing a video game that Spider-Man is in. It makes you feel like you are actually Spider-Man in that game. And, I you know, double for Miles Morales as well, with, you know, the improved swinging, the improved tricks, and um, all that kind of stuff. And on top of all that, the story was like very, 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 very good. Very yes. emotional. I don't want to spoil it for people who haven't played the game yet, but very emotional. They took some, they took that story in a way that I never thought they would do. Um, some characters don't make it towards the end, which I never thought would they, they would do either. Um, and the fact that they able, they were able to remix established characters in a way that they were different from their comic but still made sense. Like Mary Jane, for example, like Dr. Octopus, for example. It was just like, okay, this clearly isn't the Doctor Ock Doc Oc from the comics, but like, this also makes perfect sense what they did with him. And the fact that they were able to do that so seamlessly, and it just felt everything about the game. i could talk about the game forever but like that has to be my, my number one right now that whole spider-man franchise and i can't wait to see where they go after miles morales because they had some story teases at the end of that game And i'm just like oh my goodness i literally just can't wait for that so spider-man the spider-man franchise is definitely my pick for that
2: mark uh, spider-man's up there for me as well uh and and uncharted i mean as a indiana jones fan um you know that's that's about as close as we've we've gotten and i'm i'm very excited for an actual indiana jones game uh because that was you know they there hasn't been one in, a, in quite a while so First uncharted and and uh
0: yeah there's yeah, that great uh, one on xbox one that's backwards compatible
2: there it that it yeah <laughs> that's uh that's a thing um but yeah, I mean, uh, between Uncharted and Tomb Raider, I mean, that was kind of the Indiana Jones fix for video game fans. And uh, and I loved the Uncharted uh, series, uh, top to bottom. You know, it's a fantastic run. So there, uh, between that and Spider-Man, that was kind of my Sony love, especially last generation. Uh, you know, and, and I'm traditionally not a Sony guy. You know, the PlayStation 4 was my first... And only real, I mean, I picked up a Vita as well, but then ended up selling that a few years later. Uh, but so PlayStation four was like my, my jump into my own Sony, you know, my brother had PlayStation two, PlayStation three growing up. And when I moved out, I kind of, you know, took my Xbox and Nintendo stuff and he kind of, you know, took that. So, uh, so jumping into PlayStation four and catching up to a bunch of franchises that I missed, those two were incredibly special to me. Um, So you know, to to get me in on the PlayStation Five bandwagon, I was talking to my brother last night and playing, uh, watching him play Ghost of Tsushima, and saying like, I got to pick up this game. And you know, even for my PlayStation Four, and he said, you know, I think you'll eventually get a PlayStation Five. I said, yeah, maybe eventually, you know, like, uh, but I need those those exclusives, right? So those franchises are what's going to bring me back. And um, you know, Sony kind of. I'm happy that they did, but they shot themselves in the foot. You know, they, like you said before, they were so, you know, like this is the game's only going to be available to PlayStation five, only going to be able to play it on the PlayStation five. And then they turned around at the end and said, nah, you know we'll We'll do PlayStation four as well. And, uh, I think that's overall a good move for them. But at the same time, it's it's uh, making me not run out and and uh, you know run up my credit card with, with uh, two new consoles
0: this season, right? Yeah, it's one of those things where Xbox, I think they have the luxury of because their last generation of hardware didn't sell very well, that people can jump into the next the the current the whatever you want to call it the current generation of series and get it and feel like I can just revisit things very easily. Um, yeah. Nothing was calling to people, though, in the Xbox One generation, I would say. I think it's a fair statement. Um, and they've they changed around where it's like, oh, you don't have to worry about it. You can now play it very cheaply, and you can jump in. Um, and, and and that's an interesting mix. Uh, and Nintendo started fresh again. So I think that's one of the scenarios. Like, some people started fresh, uh, where Sony is kind of like they're carrying 115 million owners, From the past and how do you bring them forward and and some are ready to jump and some can hold off which is which is nice it's nice to be able to do that um so yeah and and for me god of war is mine uh i mean that it was probably one of my favorite games of all time i actually restarted it with the ps5 patch Ooh, i'm gonna i i I just was blown away again it's so such a beautiful masterful game that I don't even know what they will do with a sequel, but or if it'll be like a one-off or it'll be like more like Miles Morales. But I can't, I can't wait, and that's phenomenal considering where that game was before the PS4, where it was like. Uh, is this is this series dead? You know, is yeah. it kind of like needs to go out to pasture? So it's kind of great to see them do that. So that was amazing. Somebody actually pitched that idea, said we can make God of War matter. We can make mm-hmm. you care about Kratos, basically Vin Diesel's angry brother. Uh, <laughs> you know, and 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 care for him. So I, I'm I'm so glad they did that. And I think that was one of something that Sony's typically done in the past. And I hope they continue. And I hope the 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 stuff we're hearing. Is a mix of sour grapes and anger about franchises not getting a second uh, uh, attachment, but we shall see. They did take chances though. They had the Order 1882, which I liked, but it mm-hmm. didn't sell well and it wasn't reviewed well. And I'm not wanting the Sn- the Snyder cut on that <laughs> game. Some things just don't don't deserve a sequel, and I get that. So yeah. Days Gone, I think people are like have rose colored glasses and they want more of that. Where I'm like, I tried it, and it just didn't snag me. So yeah. Yeah.
1: not a bad game, but nothing to write home about either.
0: In my yes, opinion. yeah, and, and we know Sony's going to take their time with games. They had a slow start in PS4. Uh, PS5 will ramp up. We've got some, you know, we've got some games we think will come out this year. Horizon the sequel uh, yeah. will come out this year. Eternal's coming out, and Ratchet and Clank is coming out. So that's you know three big games in one year. That's pretty satisfying from a first party perspective. Um, when as of right now, we know we've got Mario Golf. We have uh, a sequel to. Or, or, sorry, a remaster of a game nobody really liked in the Zelda franchise. Oh, yeah, Skyward Sword. Oh, God. And I think a Pokemon game for Nintendo. So that's not even a a first party game. Uh, And then we've got Xbox, which essentially is going to be a bunch of 30 party games, Game Pass, and hopefully Halo. So hopefully. I think Sony's loaded for bear. I mean, with great studio. And, you know, Mm -hmm. and and they also have some support, and that's the tradition where Sony's partnered. And they've made a lot of deals to support themselves through those gaps, uh, which they did last time with indies and partnerships. Once again, they're partnershiping again, like you talked about, Omar, with um, some of the sports games. Call of Duty exclusive with Maps. And then we've got this group of like trusted second party and third parties that are making big exclusives and unique exclusives. Um, one of the ones that jump out, or two that jump out to me, is studios that now Microsoft owns as part of ZeniMax System Works, mm-hmm. Arcane and Tequila Gameworks, has mm-hmm. games that are not even going to be on Xbox for we don't know how long. Yeah. That's Tequila, Go- uh, Deathloop, and Ghostwire Tokyo.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: That's kind of crazy, right? Very.
1: Yeah. Very. Well, Microsoft has been pretty okay with putting games that they own on other platforms. You've seen it with Minecraft. Um, yeah. We've seen it with, yeah, like, for example, they put Banjo-Kazooie and Minecraft, even Super Smash Brothers, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they still release Minecraft on, you know, PlayStation consoles. You can still get it on, you know, Android phone or not Android phones, like Apple phones and Android phones. You can still get it on non-Microsoft things. So the fact that they're still releasing some stuff on, you know, other consoles, even though they own Bethesda now, it's not too surprising at mm-hmm. this point. I will be shocked if, down the road, they're still releasing things. Maybe not Elder Scrolls... Maybe, like, whatever comes after Elder Scrolls Six, or maybe the next Fallout, or whatever. If those are coming out on other consoles, I will be a little bit shocked. But Uh it doesn't surprise me too much that games now are going to be coming out on everything, because I would assume that development started on those consoles already, as Microsoft acquired Bethesda, so... Yeah, but down the lo- down the line 8 9 years down the road if they're still coming out on other consoles I will be a bit shocked.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, I think there's a lot of deals that were in place that I don't think Microsoft got to do it as part of the deal. <laughs> yeah. I think they had to, those obligations had to be upheld because yeah, um, yeah. there's probably financials included. And then less Sony said, yeah, we'll, bu- we'll buy it so you can have it. I mean, those are things. And I think there's going to be more games that were already decided that will come out later that we will see those things as well. That's why Phil Spencer, because Phil Spencer, now it's official, could say those are the last two games and the rest are coming. I, I think he doesn't want to piss people off and say, oh, well. Indiana Jones is also going to be on those platforms because, by the way, that was under a different deal. It wasn't by... Xbox didn't own them at the time, so we'll, we'll see how that goes. But yeah, I mean, it's just an interesting perspective of these games where Sony is getting a lot of deals with a lot of different publishers and going to have exclusive. Final mm-hmm. Fantasy VII Remake, still not announced for other platforms. Uh, Final, F- Final Fantasy XVI, Square, uh, also Forspoken from Square, um, and then there's just a bunch of other ones Mark, uh, I always thought that they would buy uh, Sony would buy Mark with Returnal haven't yeah. um, and then they've got a bunch of other, they've got some other little games They're like Kena, Bridge of Spirits that's an indie studio, Stray I believe that's another indie studio Little Devil Inside, another uh, indie studio and then Destruction All-Stars which a game that PlayStation was going to launch at $70 was given away for free on PS Plus and now is actually $20 if you want to buy it Mm. not too bad yeah
1: uh, i i played destruction all-stars wouldn't have been worth the 70 <laughs> I, I i did download it for free i don't want to talk too much crap about it but uh it's a for 20 dollars. i think that's a fair price 70 dollars would have that game would have not sold i feel like reviews would have been harsher if it, if it was a 70 dollars game yeah i feel like the fact that the reviews are kind of just in the middle it's kind of just like an eh game that Kind of has to do with the fact that it was given away for free at the beginning. Because again, if that was a full price seventy dollar game, um, games here in Canada are $79.99. So um, it it would have uh, definitely been reviewed a lot harsher. So I think Sony avoided a bullet a bullet for uh, you know by releasing it for free in the beginning.
0: Yeah. So I mean, these are the partnerships they've got to fill some holes during this year um i think it's kind of an interesting how they picked and some of these games will be on ps4 will be on ps5 um and uh so i mean these games will definitely cater to different audiences rpgs we've got a weird like uh different like shooting game with uh um death loop uh we've got a weird uh, anime sh- uh, ja- Japanese. Uh, Anime-style game with uh, Ghost by Tokyo, uh, an indie like Kino, which looks really charming and beautiful, awesome. like an action platformer, Stray, a weird game where there's a cat, um, Little <laughs> Devil Inside, which looks like the, the, the most charming like indie game about a guy who's hunting these big beasts with this old guy, um, and then, yeah, I mean, just a bunch of different things that is going to propel them through this year and maybe into next until more of their studios start putting out more games, so. And we, and some of these are free on PS plus, uh, odd world soul a game. I don't think anybody was really interested in is now free this month. If you want to get it for free, if you own PS plus, I didn't even know it came out. <laughs> yeah. I, I downloaded it and I may play it, but yeah, it's a prettier version of those games. You probably already played back in, yeah. you know, PS two or PS one. Yeah. yeah. Um, so let's pivot gentlemen. Cause we talked about, um, the games and the studios and their approach to what games they put out, but now we get into their services. So PS Now and PS Plus. Um, So PS Now is $60 for a year, or you can pay $10 a month. So depending on how you want to get it. PS Now is downloadable PS4 games and PS2 classics, streaming PS3 games, and anything else. And you can stream any of those games on PlayStation 4, 5, and PC. So that's that service that stands alone. It's basically all the games you want to play. Uh, there's like 800 games now. I think there is over 400 PlayStation 4 games, uh, which is pretty phenomenal. Uh, and then uh, about 300-ish PS3 games, and I think about 50 PS2 classics. Uh, still lacking PS1 and PS2 games natively. No Vita or uh, PS Plus from that platform. Um and then we've got the PS Plus, which is essentially their old uh, game or uh, Xbox Live Gold, sixty dollars a year gets you free games, discounts, and streaming. And I think they even now give you a couple months of their animation services. Maybe don't know. Yeah, maybe. And they also <laughs> give you now the PS Plus collection. Yeah, So I think that's where we're at. So that's kind of like their their services overall. So uh, you you don't really need either or. Uh, But if you want to play online, non-free-to-play games, it is $60 a year. So um, right now you are getting PSVR games, PS4 games, and some PS5 games for free every month. The PS Plus collection was just announced and given with PS5 members, where it's like 18 of the best PlayStation games you can play, which is great. Um, And then they've been adding also for free outside of this, they call it the, the, the Home Collection, I believe, The stay at home collection, where they give you like Mm -hmm. Horizon Zero Dawn. They give you uh, Ratchet and Clank, was last month. So Mm -hmm. um, so that's the services they have. Are either of you subscribed to the services? I do have PS Plus.
1: Again, as I play a lot of games online. Um, You know, back when Monster Hunter, before Monster Hunter Rise came out, I was playing a lot of Monster Hunter World on my PlayStation. Um, Outriders now, um, you know, a little bit of Call of Duty here and there. Don't play it too much anymore, but I do have it. Decent service. Um, again, I, I know we're talking about PlayStation, but I kind of have to compare it to like Xbox where I look at like game pass and that is like one of the best services ever. And if you compare what that gives you to what PS plus gives you, it's like PS plus on the surface looks like a pretty decent you know deal with all the free stuff and all the discounts but then you get game pass and it's like free games and you sometimes you get new games for free like I know they put outriders on the on the console game pass day one. Um, and when I compare the two services,
3: MLB. it's like,
1: oh yeah, MLB the show is going to be coming out soon. Um, which is crazy because that was a Sony game forever, which is actually yeah. kind of crazy. Um, Launches tomorrow. Yeah. Oh yeah. There we go. Um, so even though PS plus is a good service, I feel like they can be doing a lot better, especially with how good the competition is doing. Um, I'm not even gonna talk about Nintendo cause they, <laughs> 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 but, uh, but, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's not a terrible service. The PS plus collection was really cool. Um, when I got my PS, so there's actually a lot of PS4 games I hadn't played. Um, God of War, you brought that up earlier. I actually hadn't played it. Um, but when I got my PS5, I saw the PS Plus collection there and I was like, oh, I can just download God of War. That's really cool. I know like Days Gone, um, Persona 5, um, the Crash Trilogy is there. Like a whole bunch of really decent stuff is there. So it is a really decent service for the price. But when I, again, when I compare it to Game Pass,
0: which is basically the same price that gives you Xbox Live Gold. So you get those free games? Well, Game Pass Ultimate mm-hmm. does. Ultimate, and so that sorry, Game yeah. Pass Ultimate's $180. That's what I was like to say. So sorry. to get everything, you do need Ultimate, which is $180 a year. Yeah. Um PS plus is only 60 Uh yeah. PS Now is 60 So you combine the two, PS plus, PS Now, 120 It's still less expensive. Um, yeah. but yeah, there's there's benefits to both. Um and that's where I would say Xbox Live Gold pales in comparison.
3: Absolutely. Yeah, oh, for sure. It's the, it's the
0: same price and Absolutely. you get far less. Um, and, uh and ps or game pass uh also uh game pass is just the game so it doesn't include the streaming it doesn't yeah. uh have online gaming so yeah. it's a mix so it's really hard to make yeah. an apples to apples fair. Uh, yeah, fair. yeah and and sony does not put its games day and date on ps now or ps plus except for those weird mm. offs so yeah, yeah it's, it's it's an interesting mix and people have and, and and fun fact ps plus has been around how long gentlemen Thousand like five or six, whenever the PS3 came out, right? It launched a little bit after that because PS3 did not have a paid online service. Oh right, I forgot. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, PS Plus was just a extra value service. Like you got discounts and you got some games. Yeah. Um, how long? How old is PS now? I have no well, idea. PS now is fairly recent, isn't it? I, I think that was.
1: That's what I would guess. Uh, just a little after PS4, so maybe like eight, seven years, seven, eight years. Yeah, eight?
0: I'd say PS Now is uh, t- launched 2014. Okay. Okay. Yes, right. and that's, that's that was came out of the Gaikai deal they had back in the day. Right. right. And it, fun fact about PS Now: originally, you could rent games on it, and it was ridiculously <laughs> yeah. expensive. Yeah. Yeah. The service launched at like a hundred, like two hundred and forty dollars a year.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: only streamed and really only had ps3 games at the time So so
2: that was my first experience with ps now and that was uh you know when when it first came out and i i think i rented one of the older god of war games and the streaming was terrible and i have a pretty strong internet connection so it was one of those like you don't get a second chance at making a first impression kind of deals. So for me, and again, I'm, I know I'm the, the Xbox guy. So when I compare the streaming, which, uh, if, if you missed the news, Xbox is launching, uh, X cloud streaming on iOS devices and browsers, <laughs> tomorrow (laughs) along with mlb the show uh beta tomorrow it's it's a slow rollout so they're going to be sending invites fingers crossed that i'm one of them uh but yeah so i i'm hoping to be able to play on my like Mm. ipad my phone my computer like everything uh on xbox but my my experience of playing this this uh you know streaming game on the playstation was like such a terrible experience yeah that I just kind of was like, okay, well, they're not getting any more of my money, and, and I'm hoping that it's a better service now. So I'd, I'd love to hear from people that that actively use this, and not the download portion. Obviously, yeah. a download's going to be good, but I'd, I'd love to hear how Sony's doing and playing catch up on streaming, because because Xbox is just diving right in, and uh, you know, I, I don't know if if Sony if that's a big part of their their kind of thing or did they yeah. pivot to be like ah, oh, you can download a bunch of ps4 games and you know stop complaining
0: mark well <laughs> i can tell you because i my ps now is actually going to expire so i'm like i'm gonna try some more games i not played the ps3 ratchet and clank enter the nexus something into the nexus or whatever it's called it ran fantastic on my ps5 uh oh, okay. just, just streaming uh on my pc for some reason Ran like crap. So I don't understand what the rationale is, why it performed better in one than the other. But it was great. It was it was a really good performing online streaming game. Now, if I'd been playing maybe like a sh- first-person shooter or a fighter, it yeah. might be different. But it is kind of a nice way to play like... PS2 classics and things like that streaming. Not, you know, you just get right into it. You don't have to worry for it to download all those things. So it was a nice experience, and it was it really just let, let me try some games very quickly. So um, it's not perfect, and this is where Xbox. I think this is why Xbox has taken so long to get their streaming right. Because to your point, Mark, uh, if this is going to be your first experience, if it sucks, people are like screw that. I'm moving on. I don't want to do that. So it makes sense, and you know, it's different when Microsoft. Who makes their bread and butter right now on their Azure server. So yeah. Sony, even to try to compete, as we talked about, Mark, Microsoft's almost worth two trillion dollars. Sony is worth 140 billion. For them to even think about being a streaming service is kind of like laughable because you know. So uh, even Nintendo, who's tried some streaming things, doesn't do it themselves. They they yeah. have a partner with to do it. So I don't know where the streaming part will go, but if they can partner with a Google or in Amazon mm. services, to to have their backbone, I could mm. see a much better service. Um, and they used to be on Android I devices. I'm not sure they're, if they're there anymore. Um, but that would be something that I be, couldn't prove. But I really think, I think everybody's, the, the feedback that we've gotten, Sony really needs to change something, because both of their services yeah. are really old. They don't publicize them, even though I'd say they're very good value. The fact that PS Now used to be streaming only and $240 a year, yes. now it's 60. dollars yeah. Downloadable games
2: mm-hmm. has a
0: bigger library that you can essentially play than Game Pass for sixty yeah. bucks. That's so why is no deal. one talking about it? See,
2: Everyone talks about because Game pass. everybody
0: because that's because Sony doesn't talk about it. See, Sony's done thing, a horrible job. I mean, you can play Avengers right now for free on 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 PS Now. Download see, it. Play. It. I didn't even wild. know you can download games on PS. I thought PS
1: Now see, was just stream. the problem. <laughs> streaming. I didn't uh, even know that. And that's I've owned a wild. PlayStation stuff forever. And I didn't even, I just thought it was straight streaming. And kind of what Mark said, I had a very bad experience with my first um, time. Um, I got, I had PS Now on my PlayStation 4. I don't remember. I played Street Fighter or something. Um, Terrible. Absolutely terrible. And I have decent internet. Uh, You brought up the point, Mark Todd, or Todd, where um, fighting games on that service are like really kind of iffy because you need precision. You need to like precise, you know, inputs and stuff like that. So my first experience with PS Now was like this is garbage. I don't want I regret paying for this, never touching it again. And I never paid attention to it. But yeah, since Sony never actually advertises it, I didn't even know you can download games. <laughs> so it's like they're they're not even trying to push it anymore.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's and they do have some cool games. They had like they had Grand Theft Auto on the service for a while. They had I think they had Red Dead Redemption. on the service, Um, and uh, PS Now, if you can get the streaming to work, like I said, it works well on my, uh, you can play a lot of great PS3 games, too. I was playing um, Resistance, and it played great on my PS5. Um, So, who knows? I mean, I'm hoping it improves, but they need to work on that, because really, that's the only way that those games can still live on -hmm. a modern piece of hardware, so that's a a big gap. Um, So, the question becomes, uh, how do they pivot and make this service successful i said combine them both call it playstation all play and charge a hundred bucks a year yeah it's cheap enough you undercut xbox by almost a hundred bucks a year yep. and you have essentially you say oh you've got 300 games in your pass you've got 400 ps4 games and it's only growing over time um and essentially yeah they're not day and date but quite honestly the thing that drives me nuts when you talk about xbox being day and date Xbox has only launched, like, three games in the last 18 months, and they haven't been AAA. So Xbox has been putting a lot out there because they're like, right now, our games that we have aren't creating buzz, and and that's why they created that service. So they're letting their third party, um, and they're being very aggressive on their pricing and getting in games like um, Outriders, and, and, uh, and uh, I'm curious how much they paid for the show. I save, really am. Same because MLB's publish, publishing that but Sony developed it yeah. so and they has to be part of the deal with the developer so I wouldn't be surprised if Sony made 400 million dollars on that deal yeah and to me that's like that's free money I mean essentially because and it's getting the game out there so more people are gonna buy it so just like when game pass gets more sales on that you're gonna get more sales on the show and they're gonna make more money which Sony makes a part of so sure. I think it's interesting yeah
2: Sony's Sony setting themselves up for, uh, to, to do just that with one of their sequels right now. I just got a notification on Twitter, like literally right now, uh, horizon zero dawn complete edition is free to claim on the PS, uh, just the PSN store, right? Meow. Uh, so setting it up, obviously for people to play this, get ready for the sequel coming out. Uh, so if you miss this one, yeah, free on, mm. on the PlayStation store. So, um, Great. Check that. That's the complete edition, which is awesome because mm-hmm. usually a lot of times when you see the free game, it'll be like their standard edition. You want the DLC, you pay for it, whatever. So um, this
0: is this is awesome. Yeah. Um. So yeah, more value there. <laughs> Once sure. again, Sony. I, I would say one thing we haven't heard about is like Sony how Sony communicates. But I would say I think everyone could tell you that Sony is a horrible marketing company. Terrible. Doesn't know how to do Twitter. Doesn't know how to run a blog. Their podcast is okay, but it's about the same as Major Nelson, where it's just like, hey, Sony's great. Aren't they great? Yeah, they're great. Aren't they great? Yeah. Uh, a lot of back uh, padding and things like that. And then um, their their president needs to step away, be a man in the shadows, like Nintendo's president. Yep. When was the last time Nintendo president actually spoke to any of their fans? Yes, he it- doesn't. Like ever,
1: ever since Iwata passed, they've basically just said, okay, president, go back here, exactly. we're not even going to show you, and they're going to use, you know, in their direction, now they use the developers, or like, the directors of the games to introduce the games, instead of, you know, the president doing everything, I feel like that's good, and Sony definitely, I agree with you, definitely need to take a page out of that book, and have the president take a step, a bit of a step back.
0: Yeah, Herman Holst would be, I think, a great candidate. He basically created, uh, you know, he's the behind Guerrilla Games. Now he runs Sony's studios. Uh, so he's the guy behind the games, and he's a developer, just like Phil Spencer. So it would make sense that he he's not the money guy, but he's definitely the creative guy. So
2: we shall I see. Read, I did read something interesting about not Nintendo's president overall, but the Nintendo – America president uh so doug bowser Thank which bowser, is yeah. awesome because bowser's running nintendo but they're also so bowser and nintendo are suing another bowser oh um
3: gary so bowser
2: gary bowser leader leader of a switch hacking group team executioner um there so they're taking uh they're taking that bowser to court so it's bowser versus bowser for uh The future of Nintendo, which is just (laughs) just the weirdest thing I've ever said on this show. And I've said some weird shit on this show.
0: Just wait until uh, they get the hair guy named Koopa, right? Yeah, (laughs) that's their defense lawyer. Yeah, Exactly, exactly. Um, uh, Lastly, though, hardware, PlayStation does something unique that the other uh, systems didn't do except for Labo VR, which is a VR system, Mm -hmm. uh, which was the industry leader for VR sales. But I think the Quest is probably overtaking it. But they have announced there's going to be a new VR system. Uh, PlayStation has started including VR titles in their PS Plus. They've talked about the new system will be less cumbersome with one cord, have actual real controls, and they continue to push VR new games, which is kind of crazy. So I don't know if this is something where they can do what Quest has done, a very affordable system, potentially make it wireless, with an update yeah. like Quest has, uh, and still connect to a powerful machine. Um, but this definitely puts it in a different place than uh, Xbox and Nintendo, where they haven't veered that way. So it does; it's a differentiator in that area. If you like VR, that's the only way you can get it on a console. Uh, but Quest has definitely changed that game with a not needing a system. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see how they adapt.
1: And I've heard PSVR is actually a very, very good VR system. Um, when it came out, I was kind of skeptical, because I'm just like, you know, Sony... They have released peripherals in the, you know, and they haven't been that great, like the iToy and the PlayStation Move they have, that were kind of like, eh. so when it came out, I was kind of skeptical. But even though I haven't used it myself, I've asked people about it. Um, apparently, it's a very, very solid VR set, especially on the PS4, which has very old hardware. I remember that thing came out in 2013 and it's probably running hardware from like 2012 if we're being honest. And so the fact that it worked that well on old on a very old system um, was very shocking. So I'm actually really interested to see where they go with the PS5 version. Um, obviously PS5 significantly more powerful than the PS4 is. Um, I'm gonna assume the VR headset's also going to be significantly more powerful than the old headset was. So I might actually dip my toe into that and
0: give it a try if I'm being honest. It will be interesting to see if Sony can partner with Valve because Valve be has they have the high end market coverage. But if they could partner with somebody to get their games and get a revenue stream on lower end hardware like Half-Life Alex, I played on my Oculus Quest with Link um, and I really enjoy it. But um, I think with the PlayStation 5, which is more than capable in a, a better system, that could be really cool way to play PC, awesome PC games on your console with that power that'd be pretty cool because you know even if you want to do high-end stuff with oculus quest you do need a a system that probably requires a rtx 2060 which try to find a laptop or a uh, pc with those graphics cards it's it's harder than a ps5 so for sure yeah so and maybe that's where Mark would dip in, you know, if, if you know he finally decides to get a PS5 in eight years when his PlayStation 4 no longer works because the battery <laughs> maybe, dies. Maybe, yeah. <laughs>
2: uh, no, for for VR, I'm still definitely leaning. Uh, if I get anything, it's it's definitely going to be a Quest 2 or a Quest 3 eventually. Wait for a three, Mark, because
0: they already screwed us um, up with the Quest
2: one. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It yeah. seems like Facebook's iterating pretty nice. regularly on that. Uh, and I, there, there is a, a Facebook gaming thing coming up, right? Like there's, there's a conference yeah, coming up. I think the yeah, end of the month or early connect. next month or something like that. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm kind of holding off. Um, but yeah, the wireless is, is just the complete selling point to me. There. And I know they're saying like they want one simple connector this time. So maybe, maybe I'll see how it goes. But, uh, but yeah, so far that wireless uh, bit for the Quest is is way more appealing.
0: Absolutely. Well, folks, uh, we gave our pitch on the state of Sony. Uh, you know, if you have thoughts on how it's going, if it could be better, um, and maybe with this announcement and kind of the mea culpa we had on the PS3 and Vita store not closing, maybe that's them finally getting it and finally realizing they need some good press and either shut up and do bad good things or uh, say something and really deliver. So I guess we'll see. As of right now, we don't know we'll hear from Sony again. So excellent. Well, Omar, thank you for joining us, man. Uh, Thanks for having s- me. Thank you for having me. This
1: is this has been really fun. It's not often I get to talk about because I'm in the esports world. It's very. It's not often I get to talk about just general gaming news. It's often just esports stuff I get to talk about. So it's been very very refreshing to just go over everything with you guys. And I actually learned. See, I didn't know that PS Now you can download games, and I might go check that out now. Well dust off my ps5 that i haven't touched in like two months and go or other than outriders and maybe actually go uh and check out some ps now stuff i just didn't know that you can download anything download tell stuff him. off of it
0: tell them todd sent you exactly you get to cut oh man but yeah thank you for having me it was it's been a blast well tell people how they can follow you on the internet and so, wherever you may be so I am very active on Twitter. If
1: you want to follow me on Twitter, you can find me at the underscore Mises. That's V-T-H-E underscore M-E-E-Z-U-S. Um, that's also my Instagram. I stream about two to three times a week. Uh, my Twitch is... The same thing as my Twitter, but without the US at the end. So it's the underscore B's, the T-H-E- underscore M-E-E-Z. Um yeah, so I stream about two, three times a week. Um, play a lot of Halo. I was watching Family Feud with my with my uh stream the other day. That was really fun. Um so yeah, those are the places you you can find me if you want to get to know me a bit better. You showed your Canadian-ness by saying Zed. Zed- yes. Oh yeah, there you go. <laughs> The only time I ref, the only time I say Z is when I talk about Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> Every other time, I always say Zed. <laughs> uh, I remember the, the there was a game
2: called uh, Gallic Z, and it was like spelt like Gallic dash Z. Yeah, and uh, I, I said something like Gallic Z, or as it's known in ca- in Canada, Gallic dash oh, but yeah. I spelled out Z. Like Z E D, and uh, and the developer was just like, yeah, we didn't think this through. Yeah.
0: Uh, <laughs> I actually have like a vinyl
2: soundtrack for that game, like, randomly. Yeah, it's uh,
0: anyway. Yeah, very good. Well, thank you for joining us. It was it was a pleasure, and you're always welcome back. If you have anything you really want to talk about, uh, maybe Smash Brothers, you know, coming back to uh, Evo, that would be pretty cool. Hopefully, <laughs> Hopefully. Sure. excellent. Well, Mark, tell people how they can find us
2: well if you want to find us as well but I think you should follow Omer instead this week but if you want to follow (laughs) us as well you can uh, follow us on twitter at secret friends at the underscore canardian or at t oxter I'll let you figure out who's who there Uh, you can subscribe rate and uh, and and tell your friends all about us on youtube or podcast services around the globe Uh, we also have shirts and a bunch of other different swag stuff over at t public so you can follow us there and uh, we're, we're trying to keep the designs fresh and fun. Uh, and, and they fund some, uh, some projects that we have on the go. So, uh, yeah, you can, you can help support the show and, uh, and get some, some funky swag
0: as well. Well, excellent. Well, uh, thank you, everyone, for joining us. Hope you had a good time. That's all we want to do is provide a little bit of gaming goodness in your ear. It's always better to game together. Smooth. Mickey has friends wherever
3: he goes.
0: Not here.
2: Mania. 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 No goofy. No mini.
3: No mercy. Mickey Mania from Sony ImageSoft for Genesis, Sega CD, and Super Nintendo. Game system sold separately. Also look for Mickey Mania game tips in specially marked boxes of cinnamon toast crunch.